What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday afternoon. It's excellent to be with you guys. It's your boy, ex-NFLer turned yogi, Evan Britton. Today's episode is a really fun one. Life as Ritual with my brother, Gus Britton. My role dog, my usual, well, I guess he's just turning into my co-host on this thing. Um, How do we begin to recognize God, spirit, the universe, a higher power in everything? What is the intention for our life? What is the intention we have, not only with the grand vision of what we wish to achieve or accomplish on our time here on this planet, but what is our intention with every sip of water, with every breath we take, every eat, every meal we eat, all the work that we do? What's our intention with it? How do we begin to break through the material trap that we find ourselves in? So I think you guys will enjoy that. Uh, for Fantastic Fungi, head over to wake.net. Use code EBBINFLOW to get 10% off and free shipping on your next order of lion's mane, turkey tail, cordyceps, reishi, the comprehensive health blend. Fantastic for your immune system, cognitive function, digestive health. These are ancient adaptogenic substances that regulate hormones, do all sorts of wonderful things for your physical and mental body. Highly recommend. If you want more dope content, Come on, join me, join the Power Tribe at patreon.com forward slash EDS Britain. I'd love to have you guys there. Get a bonus episode of the Ebb and Flow podcast each week. Guided meditations, yoga flows, breath work exercises, mindset, motivation, all the good stuff that you guys love. It's there. I'd love to see you there. So without further ado, I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day and a great week. Lots of love. I'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace. You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source. The key of imagination. Your admission. Access to the enlightened dimension. A gateway at the junction of darkness and light. The place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind give way to a life in constant flux. Only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come. Testing times may go. This is the ebb and flow. What's up, y'all? Happy Wednesday. It's excellent to be with you guys on this magnificent day. Sun is shining, sky is blue, the birds are chirping, the wind is blowing through the trees. Ruby, our little jackal hyena girl, is taking a nap. Gus, it's excellent to be with you. Hello. It's great to be here. Today's episode... Life as ritual. Mm, nice. How do we begin to recognize God or spirit, a higher power, the universal intelligence in all things? Mm. Now, Gus, I had this idea. I'd like to start with this. So everyone listening. You could do this if you're driving a car. You could do this sitting at your desk. If you're alone, wherever you are right now, I just want you to get still, feel your feet on the ground. If you're driving a car, obviously, just do what you do. We're going to take three deep breaths. On the inhale, I want you to breathe deep into your solar plexus. That's that space right below your sternum. Where your stomach meets your chest. That place right in there. And I want you to take that inhale deep into the solar plexus. And fill your body with air. And on the exhale, I want you 
to release everything, all the tension that you're holding on to, all the tightness, all the attachments that you're clinging to. I just want you to let everything go on that exhale. So here we go, breathing in, in the nose. Keep going. Just let it all out. Let everything out. Let it all go. Every bit of tension that's lingering in your body, just let it go. We're going to go again in the nose. Deep into the solar plexus. And just let it all go. Let everything go. See where you're holding tightness, tension. Last one, here we go, in the nose. Keep going. Just let it all, let it all fall out. Let it all go. Let every bit of tension go. How do you feel? I was doing yoga this morning, hot yoga. I love hot yoga. Formerly known as the Bikram method. 26 and 2. And I was lying there before class started. And this is a practice of mine. This is a daily practice. This breathing and letting go. It's profound. Great for the nervous system. Great to calm the entire being. Mentally, emotionally, physically. And I was thinking to myself, before the class starts, I like to just go in there, lay down on my back in the heat. Splayed out. Just completely relax everything. And I realized I'm holding tension behind my eyes. And in my teeth and behind my nose and the muscles that move my face inside my skull, I was holding tension all the way in there. And as I acknowledged it and became aware of it, I just let it go through the breath. I breathe into it, breathe out and just let it all go. It was profound. You know, as you descend these levels in yourself, someone the other day, I did a post talking about the Atman, which is the divine self that's connected to God that lies within each and every one of us. And someone asked me, how do you tap into the Atman? And to me, that's what this podcast is all about. Mm-hmm. Life is ritual. Mm. And I've started, I've been meditating now for five years, six years, every day. My life is completely transformed. I can't even say that I'm the same person. Really. Sometimes it's really scary because the my engagement and interest in the old things is just simply not there anymore. But as I've started this practice, I'll go on long walks around my neighborhood and I'll do this letting go practice. And early on, it would be take a deep breath in, let it all go. Sometimes I don't feel like I'm le- I have anything to let go. But there's subconsciously, there's all kinds of shit. You have millions of muscle fibers. There's there's trillions of cells and particles in your body that are filled with memories and old traumas and old things that you never think about until you start to peel away the layers or you do something, you... 
you know, massage is a great way to get into old trauma that's stuck in the tissues. This physical body, this is just a vehicle to carry around your life, your psychological, emotional, mental experience of life. So at first, when you start this letting go practice, you might breathe in, practice the exhale, letting go might be like, oh yeah, I got all this tension in my neck and my shoulders, my jaw. Man, I hold on to tension in my hips and my knees and my feet. I'm constantly scrunching up my hands or my face, whatever it is. And then as you begin to let go and you begin to open yourself up, then you start to tap into the deeper and deeper layers of tension and attachment and all the things that you're holding on to. And why am I talking about this? To me, this is how we begin to break down or break through the material trap that we've all been conditioned in and through by the Western world, by the American indoctrination system that we've all been brought up in, or, you know, for my peeps overseas, wherever you might be. It's all the same, really, though, because it's all Western world indoctrination. Gus, what do you think? About what? Any of that. <laughs> well, the word that comes to mind for me is, what, what were you saying, life as spiritual practice? Is that what you're saying? Life is spiritual practice. I I just kind of whittled it down maybe a little yeah. more to life as ritual. Yeah. So there's this yogic term, which I know you've heard of, sadhana. Mm. So S-A-D-H-A-N-A, sadhana. And it basically means that it's any practice that you do in your life that is moving toward you finding the fullest expression of yourself. And to me, sadhana, the deeper you get into the, the spiritual way of being, everything is your sadhana. Mm. It's not... Okay, I'm going to do 30 minutes a day worth of a meditation practice. That's going to be my yogic or that's going to be my spiritual sadhana for today. But the truth really is every encounter you have, every conversation you have, you take a shower, you eat your food, it's all part of your sadhana. It's all part of how you're moving toward your truest, fullest essence of the Atman, of the self. And the sadhana, the life as ritual, just becomes never-ending. It's just... Uh, What you continue to do. See, like this is like we could do a real time moment right here. Mm -hmm. I'm talking. You, <laughs> you drink the Perrier, and I can hear really loudly in my in my headphones. You're swallowing, mm. and I have this jolt of that sound really <laughs> bothers you. Is weird, but where does that sit in my spiritual shit? Uh -huh. Where does that sit? In my sadhana, it's like, oh, okay, that sound makes, that sounds, that's a weird sound. That's kind of a uncomfortable sound. How do I sit and move with that? Not deny that. And be with that. Mm. Everything ends up being the sadhana. Yes. Why is that so, why is the swallowing in the audio so? I don't know intense some people there's that asmr some people like are really into all that stuff where people like crump. you just listen to like yeah or like crumpling things yeah 
That's weird. Like crumpling things, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I always feel bad when a swallow or a, a lip smack gets... gets. Yeah. No, but I, I'm just pointing no, out no, that yeah, everything yeah. can be... Everything is a spiritual practice. Yes. That's kind of... See, you talk about this Americanized thing. That's kind of a problem with what we've done to church. Yes. You go to church. Hey, I got my spirituality in for the week. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. It's I like, no, 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 that. wait, wait. You, you talked about that? No, I wanted to, I, yeah. I, I do talk about that in my yeah. book that I just finished writing. It's on its way to the oh, publisher nice. to get edited. But, Beautiful. um, but it's like, no, guys. but I wanted to talk about that in this episode. Yeah. It, let's take it. It's more than that. Well, to also, that point, also, let's not forget the God in everything. We should definitely talk about that. Absolutely. So that's perfect, perfect segue. Driving over here, driving down the street, going through the valley. It's beautiful. North Hollywood. It's fucking bustling. People are out doing their thing. The sun is shining. I'm looking around. I'm thinking to myself, life is ritual. How... Okay, so I like to break it down to I when I think about a topic like this and this this just came to me this morning on the walk with the dogs. But thinking about a topic like this, I I'm interested in how do we break through to the person as I'm driving over here, I'm looking around at the world cuz I was there too, this yeah. person how do we break through to the person that's completely absolved, absorbed in, absorbed in the material traps? They're rolling in their fucking, in their Chevy Camaro, all white, beautiful car, cruising through North Hollywood, doing their thing. Scrolling Instagram, stoked about the next paycheck they're going to get because they're planning out what what new pair of shoes they're going to get or new sunglasses or the new rims for their car, whatever it might be. And you say to them, God is in everything, brother, sister. God is in everything. They go, the fuck? The fuck out of here, dude. What are you talking about? So I'm driving and I'm going, how do we, how do we bring this subject into someone who is completely unaware or uninterested, maybe uninterested in that concept? Because you hit on the head, Gus. In America, first of all, there is a very... There's a very charged sensation with the word God. Yeah. It's very charged. Uh, yeah. What's interesting is lately I I just I, I I have continued the more and more I speak about spirituality, God is the word I find myself using more and more. I used to say the universe and I do believe in that. I believe God is the universe. I believe that's just another way to speak about it. But to me, it's like God is the thing. God is it, you know. So why not just use that word? Fuck it if it's charged, you know. I'm not talking about some religious icon or anything like that, anything specific like that. I'm talking about God, man. God is here. God is everywhere. So how do we get someone who's completely uninterested, totally absorbed in the material traps to begin to recognize that? And why is that important? I mean, the issue for me is that why is it important to recognize God in everything? Because in America or in the Western world, we've been completely, more and more so all the time, disillusioned 
with the human experience, which is a fucking profoundly mystical trip to be on. But it's only mystical, magical, powerful when you recognize God in everything. The weed you're smoking, the acid you're dropping, the alcohol you're drinking, the cigarettes you're smoking, the mushrooms you're eating, the ayahuasca trips you're planning out. These are all, all of that. The sex you're seeking, the stuff you're trying to buy, you're literally subconsciously, maybe consciously, you're seeking out God experiences. Why do people get high? You want to get high so that you could tap into the other realms. You can tap into that God space. But what if you said, fuck that? We're here right now. God's here right now in this moment, in this breath, in these words. I saw a quote from Eckhart Tolle the other day that I, that blew my mind. I thought it was incredibly beautiful and perfect for this. He said, you are, you don't have a life. You are life. Yeah. Well, when you separate, that's a, that to me is a non-dual perspective. Because as soon as you think I have a life, you've separated yourself from life. But in terms of what you said about how do we get people to do that or to recognize God, my listening to you speak and wondering how you might go about that they're already going about it whether you drive a camaro and wear a gucci belt or you do five hours of meditation a day and practice your sun salutations you're in some form of god now i believe there's different levels and also but and this is this is the this is the mystery to me who gets the grace who gets the grace of recognizing god or you know they call it the guru's grace who gets the guru grace the grace of the guru and let's just say god is the guru here um I wrote in my newsletter this morning, is is rap music causing schizophrenia? One of the things I talked about in it was when you and I, I remember we were sitting in the car. You hadn't like had the BMW yet. You had like some Chrysler SUV that was rented for you. We, You and I were sitting in the car and you had gotten your signing bonus. And we were holding a check for like $900,000. And to me, that was part of the grace. Because that was part of the catalyst to where we are now. You just don't know what the trajectory is, the trajectory of the karmic unfolding while you're in it. That's why, that's why recognizing trauma as grace is so powerful because the trauma just led you to the grace. It led you to the higher grace. So, and I, and, and let me, let me throw this at you about this karmic puzzle for me. And this, I believe is where past lives come in. Some people get this grace that I feel you and I have that we're very grateful for of just recognizing God. So is that a chronology of our karma to where we recognize God as opposed to you go outside, 
you see somebody in the store who who or the, in the Camaro, as you say, who you bring up God to them and they have no idea what you're talking about. Are you just on different chronologies of karma? Also, this other thing is interesting to me. Once you wake up, you can't go back to sleep. That's a caveat here. I wrote that in the newsletter today. Once you recognize this, you're not going back. First of all, you can't. You can't. You can you can try and will yourself there all you want, but you can only do that so much. So my answer to you is just you get the grace when you get the grace and you already have the grace. It's just what point in the trajectory is the grace at? Yeah. By the grace of God. Yes. Also, man, this is a huge thing you bring up of the bastardization of the word God in America. I mean, this is major that we have created this dynamic where the word God holds all of this. What, what would you call it? Kind of like imprisoning weight, kind of like, It's almost in our DNA here in America. Yeah. Like the word God, like see this. this, Well, it's been politicized. It's been politicized. It's been materialized like this brand. There's this brand, Fear of God. Oh, yeah. I love that name. Yeah, but that's a problem to me. Like I I think that guy who started that. Jerry Lorenzo. Yeah, I think he's, he's great, whatever. But that's kind of a problem to me. Yeah. Like I was thinking I would start a brand called Love of God. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because because you're perpetuating this system of being fearful of God and I don't just for me I don't want to live in a paradigm where that's what my God is. Uh-huh. That's not that's Jesus is that's not Christ consciousness, that's not Buddha consciousness, no. that's not that's not Krishna consciousness. No, well what's so profound about that is that there is no fear in God. Fear, fear is an animal, is an animalistic sensation. Fear, there is no, God does not speak to you through fear. God's spirit, there's no fear with spirit or God. Because the ultimate fear is the fear of death. And death is just another fucking crest on the wave, dude. The ebb and flow of life. I don't even think fear is animal. I think that's an that's an that's a manifestation of human consciousness to to label what it, you know as we were it's talking good, about on the last podcast. I was thinking about that in yoga today actually. What? Going back to how arbitrary identifying labels are even with all of our emotions. Everything that you feel, we've We've decided this thing, this is joy, this thing, this is happiness, this is sadness, this is grief, this is anger, this is that, this is that. And it's like all of these things are just sensations that move through us. It's literally just energy. So let's talk about this. How do we feel about that first? Was there something else there? There was something else. I wanted to say one thing. Yeah, say it. Martin Landau, who we were God coinciden- coincidentally talking about the other day. Rest I, in peace. Yeah, I, I would go to this place called the Actors Studio out here, and he would moderate acting sessions. It's a place where actors and writers and directors can go and put up scenes, and he ran it here for a while. He died a, few, a couple years ago. But one thing he always used to say was, When you get a play, a lot of the times playwrights will write before dialogue joyfully or scared and then they'll put the line. He would say, cross out all of that. He would say, delete all of that, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. You know, he was very much play with the emotions, but but emotions don't need labels like that. I just thought that was an interesting kind of anecdote. 
Well, acting is such a divine art. Yeah. Such a divine art. Such a divine alchemy. Um, okay. Here we are. So we've been totally disillusioned with the human experience. We've been disillusioned with God. It's been politicized. It's been materialized. It's been turned into something that... I mean, let's be honest. If you're on the left, you you think of the word God as some sort of derogatory, primitive ideal. As the centerpiece of some sort of derogatory, primitive ideology. Which is mind-blowing. And their God is just... They've just taken on all of these false gods. So what is God, though? What is God? God is everything. I think God is just energy. Yeah. Total energy. Complete. It's an ineffable... Because it's everything. But even saying it's everything doesn't really do anything to help explain it god is also why are we why are we so keen on cultivating god who you and i yeah like well we, god i think for us is going back to the arbitrary terms god is the thing we have come to understand or experience as the truest vibration that's emanating out of us guiding our us throughout our lives yeah somebody asked that's it uh, I, that's beautiful i was going to say something about you use the word true somebody asked me the other day they said well then what do you what do you say when somebody says uh the the juxtaposition between free will and god's will like my will or god's will and i and this was my answer and this this what intuitively came to me, I thought, well, when you have a meditation practice and you sink deeper into your heart, then you're functioning only from God's will. When you're outside of yes. that realm, when you're outside of that realm, then you incorporate your will, you impose your will. But the more you work your sadhana, which to me is doing a consistent inventory of myself, of my emotions, how I'm relating to the world, and dropping into my me my meditation practice, whether it's walking or sitting, closing my eyes, where the truth is, then you're functioning purely out of God's will. And it's like you said, God is the truth. That's another definition. God is the truth. Yes. God is the truth. God is the sensation you experience when you go and do all the things you think you're supposed to do and then you realize that's not the thing that was there to fulfill you. I was talking to a buddy the other day and he, he mentioned some Bible verse that said basically we are all born with... These aren't the words, but this is the sentiment. We are all born with a God-sized hole. And we spend our lives trying to fill that hole with all these different things. Material possessions, lovers, things, achievements, actions, whatever. Only to realize that that hole can only be filled through our connection with a divine source. With God. How do you feel about atheists? I think you're just you're just completely in denial. Like Christopher Hitchens, to, who to me is one of the most incredible thinkers around, he was a total atheist. Meanwhile, he died of like horrible cancer, which I also find odd. I'm not really making that. I'm not really saying that's why. That's not at all what I'm doing. I just find that. I mean, isn't odd. that another path to God? Being an atheist, saying that there is no God, is another path 
that is going to eventually lead you right into the heart of God. Yeah, I was reading. I, w- I read that somewhere recently. How like even atheists, even denying that there's a God, you're still considering that there may be a God. Well, yeah, you're, right? you're living in recognition that there is something that it is. there is a God. So to me, if that is your belief system, what do you believe in? Yeah, I know. I know. Like, what? what is there? Like, what do you believe in? Well, then to you me... You just believe that in people? How do you explain the unexplainable? Well, is it is it just a purely materialistic realm you're living in? And if you think of Christopher Hitchens, he's a very high thinker. This isn't somebody that worshipped Gucci belts. Right. Like, excuse the Eb and I just use the Gucci shit as like a. Hey, I love Gucci. Yeah, it's just Wear kind it. of our. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's just kind beautiful of, shit. No, it's just kind of our like analogy. It's like our metaphor for the material. That's just thing. the metaphor for being trapped in object fetishism yeah anything you know and it's like the going back to the white camaro yeah the white camaro that's it yeah you can you can totally be you can be decked out in gucci wait i want to i want to i want to hear what you have to say on this though like what is your sadhana back to the word sadhana because i want to keep on track of your thought of this podcast life as ritual yes what is your sadhana if you're you're an atheist is it just purely the work? You just do the work? I suppose you have a purpose. I mean, you ask if you ask Christopher Hitchens, what was he doing? He was he was spreading some wisdom. He was spreading knowledge. He was interested in breaking things down and and breaking them apart and and helping to raise the level of understanding. Yeah. What wasn't he? Oh, he yeah. wrote a shitload of books, did a lot yeah. of speaking. Yeah. Um so I suppose, you know, at the end of the day, man, if you're not, whatever it is though. So, because I suppose once again, God is an arbitrary term like everything else. Yeah. I mean, that's true. God too. is an arbitrary term to describe this thing, this true vibration, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. yeah. That's, that to me is what it all boils down to. What are we getting at here? It's living from the truth of your fucking heart and soul. Yeah. And maybe you don't even believe in a soul. That's fine too. There is still an energy, a true vibration of energy that vibrates out of the center of your being. And you can spend your whole life fucking moving around that, trying to avoid it, doing all kinds of shit to quiet it down, to shut it up, to... Pretend it's not there to think you're doing something else and you'll always be brought back to it. It's like gravity, whether you believe in gravity or not. It's magnetic. It's truth. Well, then, I mean, I love it. God is gravity. That's another definition. Absolutely, man. It's the thing that you can't. It's like a funnel, man. You're pouring sand into a funnel, right? And you pour the whole bag of sand or the whole fucking beach of sand into your little funnel. And at first it's like the sand it looks like it's not going anywhere, but the sand is just going it through into that little hole being funneled out the bottom. Cuz there's nowhere else to go. There's nowhere else to go. Yeah. You can hang on to the edges. You can do all for as long as you you know for as long as you want. You can hang on to the edges, hang on to the things. And hey, man, maybe you come to God and you're still hanging on to the things. Well, if we go, if we go by this definition that God is just the truth or God is the truth, then don't tell me that your truth is suffering or that your truth is anxiety or that your truth is sitting alone at night upset that you just 
drank too much or depressed at this relation. You know what? You know? So. Well, now. Or that the bill is too much. Like, that's not really the true vibration. Now what? Now we're getting into the four truths, four elements. Uh Uh-huh. So, because what you said is super important. So, we have the four elements. This is something I wanted to talk about. The four elements. Fire, air, water, earth. And those four elements correlate to four truths. Or four worlds, four planes. Fire is the spiritual truth. Air is the mental truth. Water is the emotional truth. And earth, obviously, the physical truth. So what you're talking about right there. See, in the Western world, we are very identified in the mental plane, in the air. It's all mental. We've even tried to expunge or rid ourselves of the emotional plane you see it all the time just today in yoga we were taught the the teacher was talking about how we're not allowed to feel anything forget even just like men aren't allowed to feel anything no one is allowed to feel anything yeah we were watching this tv show last night one of the few shows i actually watch and there was a whole scene where this daughter was telling her mother not to cry anymore. And I was like, God, look at that. There's some fucking programming in real time happening right before me. Don't cry anymore. Because the mother had just lost her son. And it was like, wow. There's a perfect example of how the culture wants to program us out of feeling emotions. Which is impossible. Now, something that's really fascinating to me. So we've got the physical plane, right? The physical body. There's truths that exist in the physical body. If you don't exercise, you don't eat the right foods, you fucking sit inside all day, don't get any sunlight, don't drink enough water, your physical body's going to die. Mm-hmm. It's going to just wither and die. You're going to get sick. You're going to get fucked up. Your immune system's going to be dog shit. Your heart's not going to work. Your lungs aren't going to work. Your digestion digestion is not going to work. All that shit. Now, the mental plane, that all has to do with the mind, right? Because to me, when I was having this discussion with one of my mentors, one of my spiritual mentors, and he's breaking this down for me, I said to him, I said, what is the difference between the mental and the emotional? Because I can tend to blend those two. Yeah. The mental is really all the mind. It's the functions of the mind. It's the very limited landscape of mental experience. And many of many of the people in the West, they're just completely trapped living in the mental landscape. It's all the mind. The mind only knows what the mind has seen and experienced and been through. The emotional landscape. Now, to me, the spiritual plane is the container by which all of these things exist in. Now, that being said, Gus, you and I were talking about this. You cannot spiritualize the emotional body. You can't say, for instance, man, in the, in the spiritual world, bro, it doesn't matter. You shouldn't feel sad. Don't feel sad. The whole universe was created out of energy. The emotional body is the energetic body. Emotions, energy in motion. The emotional body, it's like an ocean of movement. 
that moves through us, moves through this physical plane. And the emotional body is significant because the emotional truths that you tap into, this is what the universe responds to. The universe doesn't give a fuck about the mental plane, doesn't give a fuck about the, well, shouldn't say that, but the emotional plane is what really is connected directly to the universe. Mm -hmm. So why are we talking about that? Here we are. If you are, you, one of the most thinking about 12-step programs, and you're sitting around feeling sorry for yourself, pointing the finger out at the world around you, at your circumstances, whatever it might be, you're not taking the first step of truth. God can't step in until you take action. Until you take that first step of being accountable for your life. Every fucking thing you do, every thought you think, every move you make, every action you take is on you. I don't care what you tell me. Oh, well, I can't do that because I, I need to make that money. I can't do that bullshit. Well, that's really interesting because in order to get God's will or God's grace, it's born out of your will. Yes. Which you are the creator of your life. The 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 first step of any 12-step program is we admitted we were powerless. The first step is stepping out of denial. Yes. A.K.A. telling the truth. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Which is interesting, which is why in... So, back to your question, what does it take for somebody that has no idea about God, etc., etc., in any 12-step program... It takes a bottom. Yep. And the bottom is synonymous with getting God's grace. Yep. And the bottom may be really long. It may take a long time to recognize the bottom. Yes. To change. And to step into truth and to step out of denial. And we're dealing with mystical. This is a mystical entity here. God is a mystical entity. And this is the deep danger of bastardizing God and bastardizing mysticism, which we've done for centuries now, is that the more you bastardize it, it's like we were saying the other day on our hike. You kind of have to get weird. Yes. You kind of have to get weird to step into the God realm. Yes. And then the more you practice it, the less weird it gets because then it's just you. It's just the truth. It's like you've been saying, and I've said, and I say, and man, why am I saying the word God all the time? What's going on? How did this happen? But then it just becomes part of the way you're living. I love that. You got to get weird with it. Yeah. Why not? Is it really so fun to just be in the American malaise? And like we of said, nothing matters. Yeah, and like we said to the friends overseas, the American malaise is now the global, the it Western, can be the global malaise. Like, is that that interesting? How do you get weird? So, what's getting weird with it? To me, so then I think this is kind of. I don't know. I've been getting weird. I'm just saying God all the time. I'm super using, weird. I'm using the yoga language. Getting super weird. I, I don't know what to say. So. <laughs> So, I love that. 
Get fucking weird, man. Light incense. Yeah. Light candles. Yeah. Every single drop time. Drop down to your knees. Drop down to your knees and pray. Talk to God, dude. Talk to whatever it is. A mentor of mine a while ago said, as you formulate a relationship with God, it can help to get really specific about what God looks like and who that is. Yeah. And that was helpful. Because anytime I felt like I was super overwhelmed with my circumstances, the life around me, a thing with a relationship, something going on in my Mm. life, I could bring this box of shit in my mind. I could visualize bringing this box of shit to God, who I can see right now. I'm not going to tell you for the sake of the power of it, the sacredness of of it, him. I could bring this box of shit to them. They'd fucking set it on fire and burn it away. And I'd be I'd be free of it. At least free of it to the extent that I could then just come at it with sanity, balance, and serenity. Okay. That seems like God to me. So getting weird with God. Man, every time... I'm getting so weird with it. Every time I take a sip of water, I'm going, this is God right here. I'm drinking God. What's your intention with your life? What's your intention? Are you are you okay with living a life of mediocrity and convenience? Or, literally, so we can have big intentions for what our, our life vision is, But then literally every small thing, the sip of water, my intention is to hydrate and nourish every cell in my body with this sip of water. That's God right there. Boom. Every meal I eat, God, thank you for the plants and animals that sacrifice their flesh to feed and nourish my mind, body, and spirit. Give me strength and courage to stand in my highest greatness for the greatest good of the universe. So it is and so it shall be. Amen. Let me ask you, is... uh... What's mediocrity? Is mediocrity subjective? Yes. <laughs> it's a good question. It's a good question. I mean, for me, what does that mean? I don't know. That That's not a... Mediocrity is a sensation. Mediocrity is a sensation. Are you fucking... Do you wake up excited to live? Or are you waking up just going through the motions? Oh, here we go again. Drink my coffee. Drive to work. Do the thing. Write the thing. Ah, it's it's today. I got to call so-and-so. Ah, yeah. I got to take the wife on a date. Ah. Oh. Or are you like, fuck so, yeah, dude. So mediocrity is more of a sensation. Yes. Yeah. Because you could do nothing. Do nothing. Do yeah. nothing. Meditate all day. Do yoga. Make trillions of dollars. Yeah. Get after it. Whatever it is. Is your heart fucking singing? Do you wake up every day stoked to be alive? Okay. Yeah. It's an energy. And energy, and I'm not saying even in that, even in that, that doesn't mean you're not going to wake up some days and feel like, man, I'm fucking blown out, yeah, I'm exhausted, I'm depressed. Wow, but then the fucking real shit starts when you go, wow, I am depressed. Wow. That's that's part of back to the back to the essence of everything is sadhana. Yes. Everything is ritual. Yes. Being depressed is part of the ritual. Yes. It's not about denying the depression. Back to your thing of watching the bogus television show where they're saying, don't feel your feelings. That's a problem. (laughs) Yes. Who said you're supposed to feel, quote unquote, good all the time? And what is feeling good all the time even fucking look like? 
I don't know, man. When you start to acknowledge the sadness, the melancholy, the anger, the the happiness, the joy, when you start to just acknowledge it all as as part of the the rich experience, the rich stew of being a human, shit starts to get really real. Shit really gets real. When you extract yourself from that American or Western illusion and you extract yourself from the idea of quote unquote not having a good day. I I can't remember the last time I I didn't have a good day. It was probably back in my NFL career. Yeah. I'd um something just came to me. Service. Because we get into this oh. thing of talking about ourselves constantly, which is wow, good. Dude. Which is really good. It's really important to dissect and take apart as we said earlier, your inventory. Because if you don't know what your inventory is, don't think you should be taking anybody else's inventory. But there's something really powerful. The victims and, love to do that. Yeah. And the, and God, also God, truth, lives in service. So true, And dude. you can empower your God consciousness and your heart consciousness when you're in service. And service does not need to look like giving money. Service can be the smallest thing of picking up a telephone and just saying to somebody, I wanted to say hello, send you my love. I don't even really have anything to say. I just want to say hello, I love you. That's service. Service could could be defined as increasing the positive vibration. Yes. Simply. Yes. You don't need money to, to to participate in service. No. Also, be humble with your service. There, There's a tenant, since we brought up 12-step programs in 12-step, of it's not a serviceable act if somebody finds out about it. Right. Somebody can find out. You, you know, of course, it's fine, of course. Whatever. But you don't go around saying, hey, I gave that guy 10 bucks. Did you see? It's right. not about that. Yes. Well, it's about that whole idea is about reprogramming the traumatized mind into understanding that being of service has nothing to do with the recognition. Because the truth, the God experience of being in service is that sensation you feel when you've done something for someone for no, for literally nothing in return. Yeah. But the beauty is you get so much in return. That's what I'm saying. Because you get so much heart. That's that's the God. You get so much heart light. Yes. Which is the God. Yeah. I love that. Heart light. That's the God. Yeah. You feel so uplifted. Yeah. Well, that that service service, Gus, such a good one to hit on. That's so profound in this conversation as you begin to make your life a ritual. And a lot of times, if you've never given yourself any time to practice meditation, given yourself any time to take care of yourself, that's a service too. That's a service to the world. Absolutely. So if you feel like, man, I need time to myself, that's okay. That can be the service. Yes. Because you're less of a you're less of a prick, pardon my French. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're because you're going out and causing less suffering. Yes. Less chaos, less trauma, less Yeah. Insanity. Yes. Also with my work, Eb, I, I I'm pretty sure you feel like this. I like all my work to be some sort of serviceable act to humanity. Whether I'm interviewing some celebrity or writing a newsletter, it's like, how can this be of service to, I mean, this podcast is a whole, this is a, sir. I mean, this is. Yes. We say the blessing right before to set the intention. 
with our words. We hope to, our intention, not we hope, our intention with our words in this podcast is to raise all those who hear it and feel its vibration up into their highest greatness. Absolutely, man. My whole life, that that's, I guess that's where this came from. I have come to this stage where my whole life is a ritual. This life is a ritual. Living life is ritual and it becomes so rich. It's so fucking deep and vast and delicious and fucking heavy and light and beautiful and dark and incredible, dude. I I like when you start to recognize God's spirit, the universe in everything. Dude, you are consciousness embodied. You are the divine intelligence encapsulated in a physical form. Yeah, they call that the Jivatman. Jiva is like the body. Jivatman. In <laughs> yoga. Can you see behind your head? I can't. I've only been able to see out of these eyes. <laughs> or if I'm in meditation and I fucking beam out into some other realm. I also want to say our grandfather died this week. Yeah. So Walter Britton, we love you. And you're probably sitting here right with us. He was in so, the backyard yesterday, dude. Was he? Swear to I God. I feel like I had a visitation from yeah. him too. It was early in the morning, and last night I was laying in bed. We were talking. Last night I was laying in bed. There were fucking spirits all over the place. <laughs> but yesterday morning, I was finishing up my breath work, coming out of meditation, and out of the corner of my eye in the backyard was Pop-Up. Mm. And his, you know how he would wear those those work shirts? Yeah. And the jeans. Yeah. And I was like, who's in the backyard? And then I looked and there was nobody there. And I was like, oh, Pop-Up was there. Oh, I love that. Yeah, love Pop-Up. God bless him. This yeah. this episode is in honor of Walter Britton. Smith Britton, right? Walter Smith Britton. Walter Smith Britton. I carry on that name, Eben Daniel Smith Britton. Yeah, that's what Eb's, Eben's name is in Ed, guys. <laughs> You guys, you guys comment. No thanks, Ed. Yeah, you guys comment that his name is Ed. His Instagram is actually E D Esprint. Oh yeah, yeah, I love it. I love when everybody's like Eddie. Ed, great job, Eddie. (laughs) It's It's hilarious, dude. Um, What's in a name anyway? Yeah, exactly. So, what's your ritual? What's your ritual? What are your rituals? Maybe it's everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Putting your shoes on. Yeah. Getting dressed, taking a shower, taking a bath, lighting a candle, doing your work. Oh, God. What if you infused every bit of work that you do with the intention of a higher power? (sighs) Do some, you do some incredible work, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Give it all up. I say this thing now in my prayers. I say, I surrender completely to your divine will and your divine truth, Almighty One. Surrender it all. Fuck it. Take it. Take everything. It's all for you. It's all for you. This whole thing. Ah, It's beautiful, brother. Yeah. I think we did it. Yeah, I think that's good. It was good. Last one was long. This one we could. Hour. Rocked it. Put it on ice. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. All right, y'all. You don't have a life. You are life. Period. Yeah. That's that's beautiful. <laughs> Tap into the non-dual nature of things. 
Yes. God is everything. God is, and back to the God is everything. You know, it can't be a buffet of God. It can't be a table of God, a buffet table of God, where you show up, you bring your plate, and you say, okay, I want that God, but I don't want that God. It just doesn't really work that way. The whole thing is the sadhana. The whole thing is God. That's not to say there's disappointments. That's not to say there's success, there's successes. It's all God. And so are you. Yeah. Not only is God everything, God is also you. All right, Shell. Gus. Yeah. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you. Love you. I love you. All right, y'all. Um, that's about it. I hope you guys enjoyed that and got something out of it. I sure did. Um, let's see. Head over to patreon.com forward slash EDS Britain for more dope content. Also releasing an exclusive episode of this podcast, The Ebb and Flow, every week. Get your guided meditations, yoga flows, nutrition, thoughts and recipes, breath work. You know the deal. Also, subscribe to Gus's newsletter, realitynow.com forward slash substack. Is that right? Uh, Realitynow.substack.com. Boom. Realitynow.substack.com. That'll be in the show notes. It's free or you can... Pretend you're buying me a coffee and subscribe. Beautiful. Love that. Thank you. Lots of love, everybody. Have an excellent rest of your day. Have an excellent week. I'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace.